Hey everybody, and welcome to the second episode of uh, I Love That Lyric, um, a podcast about lyrics and lyrical process where I interview DIY and indie musicians about that kind of thing. Uh, today, I'm lucky to be joined by uh, Brandon of Home Is Where, and she takes us through her process. Uh, we talk about, you know, being tokenized for, for the type of music that you're writing, um, talk about leftist and political lyrics, and uh, of course we talk about Bob Dylan. Um, I'm Dylan of Bedbug, and uh, hope you enjoy this one. Hello, um, welcome back to, uh, I gotta say, I think it's our second episode now because one got rescheduled, um, of, uh, I love that lyric is the working title for it. Um, I said, I love that line last time. And, uh, I learned that there is already a podcast where two guys do movie quotes with, I love that line. Uh, so unfortunately I had to shift it to, I love that lyric, but, um, I'm really excited for today. And we're joined here with uh, Brandon from Home Is Where. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I think we're we're just gonna dive into it. Um, but uh, you know, thanks thanks Brandon for coming here. And uh, yeah, let's get started. So the first thing that I like to to talk about um, is starting with influences. So for you as a songwriter. Uh, especially a lyricist, where do you feel like most of your influence comes from? Uh, probably uh, Bob Dylan. It was like the first like poet I ever like got into. Uh, I was really interested in writing and like uh, comics from a really young age and like comedy and things like that from movies and like like Sunday Funnies like Peanuts or Calvin and Hobbes and, and stuff like that. And then it wasn't until I heard like Bob Dylan where I was where like poetry and like literature uh felt like tangible felt like something i could do um and have mm -hmm. and uh i don't know and have fun doing it instead of just forcing myself to write a script or like a novel or something like that just to do it whereas mm -hmm. dylan kind of laid out that vehicle for me and then uh and then other influences came like later on like um if we're just talking about music like like Jeff Mangum and uh, and Tim Kinsella and um, and a lot and, and and a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons and then there's like just random writers like I'm really into like the Beat Generation writers and then uh, discovering mm -hmm. like things like like theory and like and like and like leftism and and like postmodernism and things like that help, and like philosophy helped influence um, what. I wanted to say, and then like the corny, like everyday life, everyday emotions kind of things. But I mean, it's true. Cause they're not just, uh, it's not just like gobbledygook or whatever. Like it all, it all comes from mm -hmm. somewhere. So it all comes from a different place, but I guess to actually answer the question, it's mostly Bob Dylan. I'm mostly just trying to rip off Bob Dylan. Hell yeah. So, uh, I guess my next question would be what era Bob Dylan got you into it? Cause I, for me, pre pre band when he was doing all his folk stuff is really like that's my my true my true love of bob dylan like times that yeah. are changing era um but i'm you know everybody's got a different yeah. a different fave some people yeah love it all, i so. i love it all i got into him from hurricane and the times they're changing like when i heard the times they're changing that's when i realized like i wanted to be a songwriter or like i really 
maybe not wanted to be a songwriter, but like the heard like it as like a craft more so than just like, I don't know, just like a song to be consumed and sung along to or whatever. Like there's like actual poetry in there. Um, but that, but I'm more of a fan of like the electric, like sixties stuff, like the, uh, like the highway 61 revisited era, like this, my favorite record. Um, so yeah, that my favorite, my favorite line on highway 61 is when he goes, the sun's not yellow. It's yeah, chicken. I love, yeah. I love that lyric. I think, I think my favorite <laughs> lyric, cause it's like the, one of the only times like Dylan gets like, like really like emotional, like introspective. I mean, he's probably not talking about himself, but when he says, when your uh, uh, mother sends back all your invitations and your father to your sister, he explains that you're tired of yourself and all your creations. Like that shit's hard. It's uh that's real life shit. Yeah. I felt I felt that when I when I heard Boots of Spanish Leather for the first time. That song, devastating. Yeah. Um, that one and uh and God on your side, God on our side is really really good. Um, again that 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 era was was my the big era that that's the one I have the CD of yeah. in my car. <laughs> so it's just what I know the most of. Um, but uh, I think speaking more to that because you were saying like it's one of the you know few times that he really got political or he really got personal. The other side, I feel like, of Bob Dylan is the political mm-hmm. side. That like, I feel like there's a lot to say about how. I don't know. He handles that because I think that it can be really hard to handle political music in a yeah. tactful way, in a way that feels natural. And so I'm kind of wondering what your thoughts well, are. About I like that. how he does it because it, he could like it's always like through like the eyes of an observer. Like I never really felt like in any of his songs he had like an agenda. Like that was always kind of put on him, like more so by like other mm-hmm. outlets, whereas like he was just talking about things he was seeing or uh, reading, like like that, like the song for Hattie Carroll is literally just him like rewriting a newspaper article, um, in 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 about the death of this woman, um, and. and and uh, I don't know, it's barely even a song. Like, it's just kind of him like talking at you about, about this thing he read, which is like, which I think is really cool. And it's not like, and it's also like, he's not feeding you something to like, like, this is the moral, like you can get, um, whatever you want out of like a Dylan song. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the, even like the more like on the nose, like political numbers, like there's, there's a lot of nuance in them. Like, um, Yeah. Yeah, I always felt like even I think that people talk about um, the actual song times there are changing quite a lot as kind of being a uh, like an anthem of the like kind of hippie generation and like, you know, the, the, the civil rights movement was full force um, kind of deal. And uh, it you are right. I think the thing that maybe gets lost a little bit is that I, it doesn't sound particularly preachy, which I think is a thing that is... Uh, it's difficult to achieve for a song that is kind of, it is yeah. kind of preachy, but it just doesn't feel it. Um, because he's, I guess he's, it's just a perspective thing. Um, and that's definitely a thing that I've had a lot of trouble with, um, musically, uh, where I feel like, um, this is, this was another thing that I wanted to talk about is like overtly political versus covertly political lyrics, because I feel like it's kind of relevant for both of us. Um, and like, I know for you, you've dabbled in some real, overtly political lyrics and for me that's been a thing i've always struggled with so 
I'm wondering, was that intentional? Is that something that you had to work on? Um, you know, how do you feel about them now in retrospect? Yeah, um, I, um, I think there's really only one song or two songs, and it's off our split with Record Setter, where I, that's the I most, really yeah. needed to be direct for those songs because like everything before them is always like I always try to veil what I'm trying to say in, in, in something, you know, it's like, there's different layers to it. Like I think about it like skin where it's like, there's something, a bunch of things covering the bone, but the, you know, the bone's still there. But for these songs, like I needed to, I, I, so few, um, pissed off, like, like trans women, like in, like, at least that I'm, I'm aware, I'm sure like in music, like it's hard to find, like um mm-hmm. uh, like somebody talking about that kind of thing um and i needed to and then birds was like this flowery like becoming uh transformative um uh it's it like uh it was almost like um uh, uh what is the word like a metamorphosis it's all it's all kind of flowery it's all kind mm-hmm. of like um like dreamlike or uh, or whatever, um, mostly using other people's words who have described it. But for this, I needed to not do that. I needed to be really direct and like to the point. All, like, and it felt weird. Like it was kind of scary writing those songs because I had never really written anything like that um, before. But it felt good to do it. But it was really outside of my element, and I don't think I would ever do anything like that again. That was just um, it was just something I needed mm-hmm. to do for that moment. And I really like it when bands or artists do that, where it's just kind of no, like no bullshit. This is what I'm I'm saying. Um, but I don't think I could. Um, I don't think I have very much to contribute to that. That's why we kind of just put it on two songs and called it a day. Because the because mm-hmm. names is just about uh, just all the bullshit that trans people have to deal with, and then the the second song creation ish is 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 basically a, like a a bunch of reasons why you shouldn't join the military. So so like two um, yeah. and those are just things that were on my mind that I needed to be really direct about, and because I don't I feel like I could be direct in places like in this like podcast or like interviews or whatever. But I I know that a lot of people don't really want to, I don't want to talk about that shit all the time either. Like, cause I don't want to be the token, like what is, and I've had people try to do this where it's like, you're trans. And what do you think about this? And it's like, I don't don't even know what you're talking about. I haven't even looked at my phone today. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's happening right now. Like, uh, or, or whatever and that's yeah. just something I worried about but it also I needed I needed to hear a woman say suck my dick in a song and I thought you know I, I needed to do that yeah yeah why not yeah <laughs> um no that's that's interesting you, you really touched on a lot there I feel like um I I have always struggled um as I said before, with, with writing things that are kind of overtly political, I feel like I always look back on them and kind of feel like, I don't know. I feel like I, I like, I felt too preachy or I felt like it did just, it's going to, it's going to age in a way that I wasn't happy with. But I feel like, I mean, from a, a listener looking at those lyrics, I mean, the straightforwardness adds a lot to it. 
Um, and so, um, I, I, you know, I think that you nailed it, which is why I was, why I was like, you know, what was that process like? Um, I think that for me, my first, my first record, this is kind of a tangent, um, but just talking about the metamorphosis, I become birds. Um, my first record, there was a lot of themes of like growing, growing wings, um, you know, things like that. And it, it came from a really similar place. Um, and that, that record was really the record that I spoke a lot about, um, gender, which I was thinking about a lot at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, when you brought up being tokenized, uh, after that record came out, um, I felt like because of it, I, there was two sides of the interpretation, which is that there were some really wonderful messages that I got from young trans and non-binary people, uh, especially who were telling me how much the record meant to them and, uh, you know, saying it was one of their favorite records and it just really meant a lot and it was, you know, very helpful for them. And that, that kind of thing, like, made it feel worth it. But on the other side, there was just some of the absolute bleakest, weirdest tokenization um, that really turned me off about writing about gender at all. Um, it still exists in some songs in small ways, right? Like I can write it in my own head where I write about like, you know, if I'm writing about like the beauty of something, a lot of times that's really related to gender for me. Um, but I don't do it as overtly anymore because of that response and that reaction. So I don't really have a lead in for this. That's just, yeah, no, I understand. (laughs) And that tokenization is, is really weird and it's off putting too. Cause I'm not like, like, I don't know an academic and like, I don't know, I don't have, I don't have all the answers or, uh, um, like a, like a textbook knowledge about this stuff. I only really have my perspective and then the other people's perspectives, like I've gathered through going out of my way to like find like these people like online or like in art or whatever to hear what they're going through and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, it's very strange. I don't, I don't, I've, I don't appreciate it, but I do like it when I hear like trans folks come up to us and say that what on any song on any record where, where they say it helped them through something like that, or it made them feel like more comfortable or, uh, I don't know. It's just, that's just always really nice to hear. And then it's always weird. Cause like, it's always weird for like to hear like cis people say that though, like too. um, where like I don't know, like I because I joke around online or whatever because you have to uh, have you know content or engagement um, or else you pretty much don't exist for whatever <laughs> reason. Um, so like I, I, yeah. I joke around and stuff, but I feel like from that like people forget that like your online personality most of the time, in most cases, that's how I've come to find it, isn't like the person behind it. Like they just figured out something that gets like engagement you know, or whatever, like they found a shtick and then people yeah. like, I've noticed like cis people try to joke with me about trans stuff. And it's like, well, why are you making this joke? Like, are you, are you doing it to make me feel more comfortable or to, or are you trying to be like, I'm one of the good ones or something like that? It's very, uh, weird. Yeah. 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 I remember, uh, in the similar vein, I was just talking about this the other night. Um, I used to get booked on all these absolutely bizarre shows that were like, 
non-men only shows or like trans POC only shows or whatever. And I'd be, I'd be booked on them with three theater kids making music that is the opposite of what I make. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I would rather be just, I would rather like people like you just close, close their eyes, not think about anything and just like, what, what does it make sense for me to play shows on? Like, what does it make sense for me to collab on or label for me to be with? Because it's just, it's almost insulting when it's like, are you yeah. even listening to what I'm doing? Cause it's what you, what you're associating me with and is, is completely different than the, the art that I'm trying to make. Um, so it's. Yeah. Yeah. And I hated tricky. when we dropped that split, we got lumped in. I saw people trying to lump us in with like queer core or whatever, like limp wrist and all that. And yeah, and I didn't same, same deal. identify with that at all because to me it was just screamo. Like, I don't know, like if you want to boil it down into a, a micro yep. genre and like, I just felt really othered. Like there's like, this is screamo and then this is gay screamo, you know? And I was like, what's the difference? Like it's, it's, I don't know. Like, yeah it's still scream out it, yeah. <laughs> um so so moving moving back mm-hmm. towards lyrics a little bit um because yeah. this is a lyric podcast i'd love for people to get some uh you know ideally i would love people to come out of this and think like wow i have more confidence yeah. to write some lyrics and you know maybe some new new stuff so let's talk about process a little bit what's your what's your process it's for pretty it's been pretty different through each release um i try not to get too comfortable um with like the writing process or whatever um because i don't want to like repeat myself non-purposefully um if i repeat myself it's usually done with intention it's like referencing something else um that happened earlier in the record or yeah or or foreshadowing something to come or or something like that um uh so it usually, but most of the time it starts out with um, usually like a, a combination of words. I wouldn't really call it like a sentence. Like it's usually just like a, a cluster of words that I think sound good or that are like resonating with me in one way or or another. And then f- having and then writing like around those words, and then um, yeah. And then slowly but surely, like the song will reveal what it's about. And there's a, there's a few times where I've gone in, like knowing I'm going to write about X, Y, or Z. But a lot of the time, I just kind of start writing, mm-hmm. and then the song starts uh, like revealing itself. Like, and I think about it like how like an animal in like a corner like reveals its teeth, um, where it, where it's like there's mm-hmm. a lot of like purpose behind it and there's a lot of things going into why the teeth are showing but it's a matter of of figuring out when 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 they're gonna bite and then that's that's usually when like the whole record comes in because i'll write uh with the last with birds and with our new record that we're working on uh the the story the like the overarching theme because they're all kind of concept records like revealed itself about maybe like three songs in and I knew they were connected um in one way or another and I and I, I just didn't really find it until uh maybe like a certain line gets added or taken out or like they're rearranged a certain way because I also what I like to do is I think about I would like every line to be able to be a song on its own 
like if it was dissected from the rest of the song, like this line can stand on its own and, 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 and tell a story or, or like imply a story at the very least. So like, mm. if you took out, yeah. So like, like every line is its own poem kind of, and they all kind of get like Frankenstein like together, like they're like, they're sewn together to, to tell, um, a larger story. And, and cause they're concept records, I hate, um, the wall by, by Pink Floyd. Um, and I just, I hate how that story is like spoon fed to you the entire time where, whereas I feel like in our songs, every line is like, um, like a detail, like almost like, almost like a throwaway detail or like, like a description or something like that, that, uh, um, that stands out from, from the rest of the story. So it, it reveals itself in, like increments and that's also because i don't want like to to tell anyone how to feel or what to gain from from a record or for a song like i'm way more interested in hearing about like other people's interpretations of 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 the songs or the record than than i am with like talking about um um you know what what went into them or anything like that um but and, and like I feel like a common misconception with us is that it's nonsense, like it's just surreal. But every line, I don't think about it in surrealism at all. It's like really mathematic, and uh, and and like and it, and it equates to something by the end of it. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Can I can I uh, interrupt to ask a, sure. a process question of that? So. When you say that you're taking each of these individual lines and occasionally they're getting arranged, rearranged, do you normally have the song ahead of time? Is this something that you're writing down, you know, on a notes app or just writing down on a notebook or keeping in your brain ahead of time and then eventually scattering through songs where they fit? Or is it the kind of thing where you have the song and you're sitting with, you know, at the guitar, at a piano and, and, and writing it down as you're, as you're going and coming up. Uh, with it, I write the, the words time. first and then me and Tilly write the song around the words. So it, it's, it's lyrics first with almost no meter or, or, um, like music in, uh, in, in it at all. Like I'm not thinking about a vocal melody. Like I'm just writing like poetry. Like I think about it as a, as a poem, Mm-hmm. Or it's just a piece of writing. Like I, said, I don't, I don't really like the word poem. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, but like it, it just feels old. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like I don't know. I feel like that's gone. But um, um, yeah, it, it, it the song happens, and usually after a few drafts, like I'll figure out like what kind of song like it is, or like maybe another song will inspire that song, and I'll and I'll get maybe I'll write to the meter of another song knowing that it, the, it's going to be completely different probably by the time me and Tilly get together and, and write it. Um, but yeah, it's always, it's always hmm. lyrics first and the music isn't important. And at that time, cause I'll, cause yeah, I'm, cause I know I'll figure out a melody for like a, um, like a run on sentence or something like that. Like I'll, I'll I, if it, if it works, Got I'll it. figure it out. So, uh, that again, that's pretty interesting. I actually, the last, uh, guest that we had on, um, said kind of a similar thing. And that's so it's, it's such a, the opposite of the way that I think about writing the way that I write, which is normally guitar first, 
and then I'll come up with, I'll hum a bunch of vocal melodies over it, I'll record all the vocal melodies, and then separately, I'll be like on a bus, or I'll be, you know, thinking something, and similar to you, I think I'll get like some sort of idea, some sort of phrase stuck in my head, and I'll just be thinking about that a lot, and think it's really good, and then build off of that. Um, a lot of times, almost like just kind of free free yeah. writing, like creative writing, just kind of like no filter, just writing as much as I can. Um, and then, you know, later on when I'm ready to like sit down and write the song and I'm feeling creative and I just, I don't know, I get that like feeling, like I'm feeling like I want to sit down and be creative. I'll take the notes and I'll take the lyrics and vocal melodies and I'll try to p- puzzle piece them together um, in a, you know, kind of Frankenstein way, um, which is why I think when we were talking, I was like, I don't know, it was maybe hyperbole, but there was something that I mentioned last time we were speaking off podcast, um, which is that uh, a lot of the lyrics that I was writing mm-hmm. are about other people and they're not necessarily about myself. And I think that um, the reason I say that is because I think that a lot of people assume that they are entirely about me. And I think that that is the part that I was kind of pushing against. Um, whereas uh, I think more more likely what happens is that they are about me, they're about other people I see, they're about a lot of things all in one because they are so frankenstein where each line itself could tell its own story in a similar way, but I try to make it feel really cohesive, try to really make it like it flows. And so I could pick apart a line and say like, well, yeah, that that one was me, but the next one was someone else, and the story that it tells is not about either yeah. of us. It's just a different story that I, I pulled from a bunch of different sources, so sounds similar but also like i i could not the actual taking of the full phrase and then just writing a song around yeah that's that's, a lot of what birds was like i feel like each line in that record was its own like chapter in in that if it were a novel or something like that and um you know they're stitched together by like certain refrains like um like you know like hey samantha or whatever um but um yeah, each each line was always like meant to be like a different like time or place kind of kind of situation. I feel like that's more evident on like uh, like Harakiri than any other song on that record. And then on 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 our on the record we're working on right now, I can't I'm not allowed to reveal too too much about it, but it is a lot more. Um, it's mm-hmm. less like that purposefully. Like each song is about. Uh, I mean, it has its moments where a line is doesn't directly relate to what's going on in the song or something like that but it all kind of ties up together but each song is uh, written pretty intentionally to be about one thing and that was more of a challenge to do that for for myself because on our on our first ep and then on birds a lot each line is usually something totally different than the other uh and i wanted to try experimenting with Mm -hmm. with writing a full song that connect that was like fully connected without um uh i don't want to say reaching or anything like that but without um that like that each line is a chapter effect whereas like each song instead being a chapter like it is on most records (laughs) yeah uh it is funny that you that you um mentioned the hey samantha line and then also the assisted harakiri line because those were the two that i pulled out to um to ask about more and i i know that like this Ooh. is getting super in the weeds so like if this is not you know <laughs> kosher i guess just sure. let me know and we can move on but 
I I was wondering about the Hey Samantha line because I you know I I think about it like wh- um, where'd that come from? I I knew I knew somebody named Samantha at one point in time. This is 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 where that came from. Yeah. I love that. Um, wonderful. Okay, the the next one <laughs> is is a deeper thought, <laughs> um, which is uh, something that I've. I've seen you do, and it's one of my favorite things that uh, I think lyricists do, and I try to point it out whenever I can, uh, which is that you do a lot of mixing two, you counterpose two things, um, and I think in in this case, it's a lot of beauty and a lot of poetic, dreamy language with violence, <laughs> gore, The almost feels like the opposite of it. And uh, Assisted Harakiri is the song that I, I pointed out because it has the best, I, to me, like the best example of it, which is the celestial tadpoles scatter sawdust for the disemboweled sever heads haloed mouthful of, ra- mouthful of railroads. So like a lot of imagery there and some of it is very polarized. Um, again, if you want to talk about the intentions there, you know, um, what you're thinking when you're well, writing um... it. I'm trying to remember. That felt like uh, like a different lifetime ago when I wrote that song. I don't even know who. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you've, you've done it beyond just like that a, song. Like so, like as idea. a concept, I you saw know? Tim Kinsella do an interview or something once where he was talking about how he's juxtaposing something with itself. Um. Like, like I, I think at the sky, like I think at that line, like you can't look at the sky without looking right through it, or or something like that. And that's like been like a really interesting idea, hmm. uh, for me. Where where it's like I always appreciate it in in mostly in music when something really obvious is revealed, um, like you know, just like not noticing. Uh, like there's like, you know, dew on grass in the morning or something like that. And somebody just has like an interesting way of pointing out the dew on the grass. And, um, and I feel like that comes in because a lot of our songs are really violent and like, like, especially on, uh, on our, on our new record that'll be coming out. Like, I feel like a lot of, there's like a lot of lines about, um, like, like, uh, something horrible happening to like just like wildlife like wild animals or like um uh like like just horrible things happening to your body and like i have a lot of dreams about things like that and i think that's where a lot of that comes from and i'm also like and i just grew up Mm. in a in a place where there was like the aftermath of a lot of like mundane violence around like i remember like walking to and from the the bus stop and seeing like like a like a like a deer carcass like slowly decompose over time and like you know i would walk by it one day and it would it would just be you know just uh you couldn't tell if it was sleeping or not if you didn't notice like the horrible wounds in it and then you know a week later it's 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 close to being bone Mm -hmm. or something like that and i feel like um I don't know just i've always like things like that have always kind of just like stuck in my craw uh you keep uh you keep bringing things up that like in my notes are like exactly it's because these the other example that i had of a band that was do i was trying to f- figure out other examples of bands that do it really clearly 
um, because it's like one of my favorite lyrical things to to juxtapose those two things. And uh, Teen Suicide has a song, and the, the song is titled uh, "We Found Two Dead Swans yeah. and Filled Their Bodies with Flowers." And to me, that like is the same. At least it's in the same ballpark of of lyricism. Um, and it's it's I don't know. It's something that I try to do often. Um, yeah, we were talking about that band Frog a while back, and they they do a pretty similar thing. Uh, but instead of uh, kind of beauty and you know violence or or gore, uh, something that I've picked up from them, and it's I, I love it is is kind of the abstract and the personal, or the Ooh. abstract and the really concrete and grounded. And so um, a lot of lyricism that that I try to write um, will kind of go from yeah. big to small or from small to really big, right? Something where it's like this is a feeling that I'm feeling or a feeling that I'm identifying someone else feeling. And I'm, and suddenly that is going to be compared to something much, much larger or something very abstract and surreal or taking this very abstract and surreal imagery and then really grounding it very quickly. Um, another band that I know that we talked about did it as well, um, is Brave Little Abacus. That song can't run away. It's this long poetic, you know, he's just going off and it's, it's just this beautiful poem and then it, everything kind of fades away, drops out, and it's just the acoustic guitar. And he goes, when I say I'm sad, I mean it. And it it really hits much harder because it's coming after all of the you know, I, I, abstract, at least for me. So, I agree. And that's where, you like, thoughts about that. Because I know, like, all of our songs are, uh, like, really flowery or whatever. And I know that a lot of my uh, intention will get lost in translation with that. So that's why I, I like, force myself to put those lines in like um something really direct like um uh like cops are flammable or um or 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 how long has it been since the president got assassinated or something like that because i feel like um like on their own like they're that's almost no different than like the kind of like writing you'll see on like a bathroom stall but when it's in the middle of all of this like like um like weirdness like all of all of these weird like i don't like all all of this stuff that isn't like really um tangible it hits a lot harder and it and it and it evokes more of a um um a reaction whether it's a good reaction or a bad reaction like there's there's more uh to it than that it, it gives it's like uh yeah um it's like how, yeah, it's like how light comes in it through a window it. sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I've got, we've got two more kind of sure. subjects, topics to talk about. We've been going for a little over a half hour now, so, you know, I want to, I want to keep it okay. around, you know, relatively brief, but um, I would love to talk about these, these two things that, cause just cause you mentioned it, um, a lot of your lyrics seem to be pretty influenced by leftism, some sort of, some form of leftism. Um, and when I saw you live, you were wearing yeah. a shirt with a hammer and sickle on it. And so I'm just kind of wondering if you want to speak to that, like where, where are your feelings with, with that? How, you know, do you, do you identify as a socialist? Do you have an identify, do you identify as a leftist in general? Um, do you feel like identifying as something is, no, nothing, I um, not I cool identify to do. I don't know. like generally as a uh, as a communist as a uh, 
as a Marxist and I, and I, and I dabble, um, in, in different flavors of it. Like, uh, over the last couple of years, I've been really interested in, in Maoism and things Mao had to taught us and what China is doing right now. And like, um, and what other countries yeah. are, are doing right now. And, um, and I feel like that comes, um, uh, that analysis, um, is, comes in handy when I'm trying to pick apart the world in like a more, um, emotional, like, uh, sentimentally driven way. Cause I feel like our songs are really sentimental, although I don't really try to write them intentionally to be that, but I always feel like they come out with some sort of like sentiment about something. Um, and I feel like that approach, and especially on, on this, on, on our new record, um, that comes tenfold. And I, 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 I've always appreciated like the, um, like, like historical dialectics in, uh, in, in something, uh, in, sorry, um, I always try to use that approach to, because uh, it's science, right? I mean, it's like it's literally the science of Marxism, Leninism, yeah, and, and uh, scientific socialism or whatever uh, people call it. Yeah, and I feel like that's science of history. when you have that um, that analytical um, mindset, you can write about things in a really, really interesting way. And not even in like an obvious way. Like I feel like there are a lot of artists who unintentionally write like that, um, or or maybe it is intentional, and they're just like yeah. they're like psyoping it, <laughs> like 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 instead, you know, I don't know. It's like a yeah, like agitative propaganda. It's my Springsteen or theory. Just Springsteen theory. That's pretty sick. Um. <laughs> um. No, uh, I, I am, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that. That's, I, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think cause I, I come from a pretty similar background. Uh, I'm a, I would call myself a Leninist. I've been a member of a Leninist party for the last four, four plus years. Um, and so if people feel intimidated by socialism, communism, leftism in general, um, you know, I'd love to leave them with something that they could, that they could go to. Um, I feel like, you know, if you're looking for Mao, my, my recommendations are always on practice and on contradiction on practice first, cause it's a little bit more accessible for communism in general, rather than the yeah. manifesto. I normally say principles of communism by Engels. I think it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more palatable. Um, and, uh, for kind of everything else about modern imperialism and interpretation, I mean, Lenin can't be beat, but I would say Parenti has a lot of videos on YouTube, Michael Parenti, and uh, I, I think that they're really accessible and approachable, and he's he's just a really emphatic, kind of brilliant guy. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if um, you have anyone else you want to throw in the mix there. I've, uh, I don't I feel like um, TikTok is really helpful, because I have like a lot of friends who are kind of new to that idea, and they'll send me like somebody's TikTok, and they'll be like, what do you think about this? They're talking about... Um, like, um, like universal, like income or something like that, or, um, or like housing or like, or the, or somebody said something positive about mm -hmm. like North Korea or something like that. And they're like, what do you think about this? And I feel like TikTok's a really good place because it, a lot of them aren't coming from that really alienating academic approach, like talking in a, in a, in like a, 
and not only like an older language, but an older language that's been translated in a modern language. And I feel like there's a lot of dis a lot of disconnect for for certain yeah. people on um, when it comes to like reading theory and stuff like that. I I understand it like and I and I understand its importance and stuff. But even I find a lot of shit like like just hard to get through. Like I feel like. There's a lot of and there's like different lectures yeah. and different like personalities on YouTube or TikTok that say that have a, a decent idea um, about you know certain things and like in, in and like even in music like I got in I got into that stuff through like punk rock and things like that like like simple like simple things like yeah. Uh, like what was the idea of like Fugazi having no merchandise or something like that. And um, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I feel like he's kind of, <laughs> he's kind of a bro and like he's, and he said some stuff I don't entirely agree with a lot of the time, but I feel like there's a dude on TikTok and YouTube that goes by the name Midwestern Marks, where if you're just getting where if you're just getting into this, he breaks it down okay. in a way that's like really easy to like understand like especially when he's talking about current socialist countries like like why venezuela is the way it is or why um brazil right now i think it's brazil has like a like a socialist uh somebody running for office who is a socialist that is so far winning um the election yeah i believe so i think it's lula da silva um, yeah and so like and he breaks it down in a modern and contemporary sense whereas like Mm -hmm. i understand that like not everyone is going to read das capital you know like um you should but at least you know skim through a little bit of it but uh, it's hard i get it yeah no it's it's yeah it's it's a hard expectation to have of people that's kind of why i i I made the recommendations i did not to you know over theorize but i think that they're kind of the most accessible quote-unquote theory if someone is trying to uh, you know, read it from the source. Uh, but and uh, Brenty's just a fun little. And I also guy. feel like, especially if you're an American, I feel like a lot of certain, like um, whether they're contemporary or like like classical, like Marxists or whatever. Like I feel like a lot of that is written with like a European mindset in mind. And I feel like if you look up anybody from like the Black Panther Party, like if you read Fred Hampton or if you read. Um, like like Stokely Carmichael or anything like that. Yeah, like absolutely. you're gonna get like a much more tangible perspective in a language that you understand because those people aren't even like what they did wasn't even a hundred years old yet. Like there's there's footage of them like doing it like mm-hmm. in color and things like that. So um, I feel like that's like the probably the mm-hmm. most important things as as an American leftist of any kind is is go back and and find like the wisdom that's in like the black panther party yeah you hear you hear it here first study study the panthers yeah you know read read george jackson you know do do what you do what you gotta do learn as much as you can uh you know keep your mind open because some of these places that we hear about uh you know china north korea cuba especially cuba yeah. Are, uh, maybe not what you hear about in the news sometimes. Um, but, you know, don't take it from us. You know, study for yourself. Yeah. So I don't wanna... No one's trying to be too preachy, but, you know, keep your brain open. Um, final, final prompt before we're, before we're out. Um, um, lyrical pet yeah. peeves. I got a lot. Do you have any, uh, <laughs> any lyrical pet peeves? 
and and we I, can um, go we can go as far as I you can't want with this stand the word babe or baby in a song anymore unless it's like a like a like a like a pop song or anything like that or an older song like even then it's it's still pretty rough uh i don't like songs about how about sleepless nights like just that phrase sleepless nights gets on my nerves after a while um um i uh um i don't know now that i put on the spot i don't know there's like um yeah there's there's just like a lot of little things like, cause I feel, I feel like there's not, there's really not too many mm-hmm. people making music right now, like contemporary artists from like the last five or so years that like, there's a lot of people that are really, really good songwriters, but I feel like if you take out the song and you just have them as like a lyricist or as like a poet, like that, it doesn't stand on its own, like a lot of the time. And there's like a real, there's really far and few in between yeah, where i feel absolutely. like there's actual like poets and stuff and i feel like you're you're definitely one of them for me um which is like probably the only reason why i agreed to do this because i feel like if anybody else hit me up i would have been like no i don't want to talk about lyrics with, <laughs> with with you about this but like i don't know you're somebody i respect and, and look up to <laughs> um so th- th- this is um a lot easier to do and um there's and like I, uh, uh, something that uh, that's been getting on my nerves lately, and I feel like it has to do with like the like the popularization of like like Phoebe Bridgers and a lot of people in that regard. Where I think they're really good songwriters, and I like you know, and they have some really good lyrics. Like I won't deny it, but there's a lot of people who are trying to do the finger pointing songs. Like you did this, so I did that, and then this, and a lot of a lot of and and then a lot of and and then really gets on yeah. my nerves because. Uh, I don't know. Um, if it, it, it feels almost like going through like a like a Twitter call out thread, <laughs> like a lot of the time, and like I don't know. I don't think yeah. a song should function like that at all. And then, um, yeah, um, I have I have a pretty similar. Uh, yeah, I feel like the kind of. Uh, I think a lot of like, again, I think a lot at pretty much everything that both of us are saying is probably like, it's, you yeah. know, if handled artfully, then maybe, but like, you know, there's always some, some sort of accession to the rule, but I feel like a lot of modern preachiness, like if I, if I hear a lot of like, um, you know, if I hear like a pop psychology word in a song, then like, it's going to turn me off to the song. Because I feel like it is the kind of thing that is such an element of its time, but it doesn't necessarily feel like in a good way. Um, and so I I feel very similarly about the kind of Phoebe Bridgers style of writing, where it feels very much like a way of talking and tweeting and being on social media and thinking about things um, that it almost turns yeah. me off because it doesn't feel like it has that same level of timelessness. Um, as much as there are occasionally some really solid yeah i think i think she does it really well and like there's a reason why people like like that because she does it really well but there's a lot of people who like try to copy that or try to emulate that idea or like try to capture that like same emotion or like that emotional depth at the very least and it doesn't play off well like i don't think they understand what's at the root of what she's trying to do um 
because there's a lot of there's like a lot of history in like songwriting mm-hmm. and stuff and to go and to kind of go back to the to the dating yourself like i can't in in your songs like i can't do as soon as a song set like unless it's like a hyper pop song or something like that if you met if you mention like a text message or like facebook or like or like i got i or like you blocked me on snap or something like that i don't know like as soon as you mention anything like about a cell phone like i kind of i lose interest almost immediately because i feel like i don't know i like to that was my oh, really? that was my yeah. pet peeve so, from the last episode. I already said it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that bothers yeah, me. Yeah, identical. So much. I guess it's because yeah. I'm like uh, in that in between of like of like millennial and Gen Z. Like I saw the phrase zillennial describing like people born between 1993 and like 96 or whatever, and like yeah. So I like I always because like, yeah, I, I remember like i i barely remember but i do remember a world without like high speed internet and without 911 and then after that um that's you know that's pretty much all i know but i i i have like a vague touch of like i don't know of like um i don't know if you'd call it like peak capitalism or like peak like um, like american utopia like and i'm not and like uh the utopian project still in effect um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Some, just something about that feels weird. Cause I also would like to, um, I have, I, I struggle with a good amount of, of, of mental stuff. And that's where a lot of the lyrics come from too, is, is from, is from that struggle. And like, I always, I always have yeah. like, um, a, like a weird understanding of how atoms work and like how time and space work and i always feel like if i take i don't know if i'm having like a bad day i feel like if i take like the wrong step or like if i turn a doorknob wrong and i go through that doorway i'm going to end up in like a different time like i'll end up in like the 1920s or something like that and if that happens i would like to <laughs> uh, uh ideally like make the most of of like playing like a medicine show playing one of you know a, a, like one of my songs or something like that but if i mention like <laughs> like um I had a I had a song a while ago that we that we retitled, but it was like called uh, "Facebooks of Dead Friends," and I was like, "Well, I can't talk about Facebook and and the, at the medicine show." Yeah, they're gonna have yeah. no, yeah, go they're gonna have that, no idea what, what if I'm I go through that door. About. They're gonna flog and... <laughs> me. Um, yeah, and I mean that's you know not healthy, but but um, I don't know. It's, it's something that does affect my writing because I'm really genuinely i mostly on my own time listen to old time music recorded before world war ii um like the earliest recordings that we have of like traditional like musics of all of all different kinds and i really like the like how those songs tell stories and how they flow and stuff and it influences what we do and like i feel like the most modern thing i'll mention is like uh like um uh like power lines is where i draw the line uh, cause I don't, I, cause I don't know. I, cause I kind of like the, um, I like what like, uh, like Bob Dylan does that. And I feel like neutral milk, milk hotel do that. And I feel like even like in like twin peaks, like David Lynch or whatever, like, is it the nineties or the fifties kind of thing? And I, and I like, and I, and I like not having a particular, yeah. uh, time, um, reflected in any of our songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um 
there's a lot to be said about that because I think that for me, for I don't know when the cutoff is. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's super far away. I think about. I mean, obviously, yeah. for someone like if I'm listening to like Lil Uzi Vert, he can say whatever he wants. I don't give a shit if he's talking about social media. But if I'm listening to like you know DIY, I'm talking like indie rock stuff like that. Um, that that style of songwriting, uh, it's it's a huge turnoff for me for some reason. But again, uh, you know, when we were saying like I'm not painting in broad brush strokes because uh you know going back to frog one of my favorite things that they do is like they will mix they will do the same thing we were talking about earlier of mixing the two polarized ends of stuff very intentionally uh of antiquity and modern modern americana and it feels very sentimental and very nostalgia in the way that nostalgic in the way that they do it um because you'll have them talking about like you know uh Nancy Kerrigan, and then suddenly he's talking about playing Nintendo, or you know he'll be talking about like Gulliver's Travels, and then suddenly he's talking about uh, his screen name being you know something that someone won't respond to him or something. But like the way that he handles it is so artful to me. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like that. I want to include that. Like if you can find a poetic way to do this, then I think it's okay. I just think that a lot of times it's almost as a, in a, in a whiny sense of like, it's not, it, there's no poetry involved. It's just this thing happened to me or Facebook these days, kids these days on Instagram, like yeah. Instagram's fake or something. And that, that is just such a major turnoff. Yeah. And, uh, and like, yeah, it's, it's funny. You mentioned little Uzi Vert. I remember that made me think of, have you ever heard of the rapper, um, Rob Banks? No. Nah. He um he's the son of Shaggy the the uh you know the uh, uh was it me yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, say no but more he was uh he was like a South Florida rapper during the SoundCloud era and that's when like I mean Florida's still kind of blowing up in the hip hop stuff but I remember that being like a huge deal for like South Florida when all that stuff was happening and mm-hmm. and um and Rob Banks came out in like I think this was like maybe 2016 like height like height of like all that clout rap or whatever. And like he mentioned Tumblr, mm-hmm. like in the song, like he's like he's talking to girls on Tumblr or something like that. And like in, and like even like in 2016, I heard that line, like and the rest of the song, it was fine, you know, it was a good song, it's a banger or whatever. But that line always stood out, and I was like, what? Are you talking about Tumblr in 2016? Like, it was like I don't know, like <laughs> like it was weird. And like going back to it now, especially, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this did not age well, like, at all. Like, uh, it just feels weird. It feels, like, really, um, like, archaic. Like, it feels like I'm listening to, like, a, like Woody Guthrie singing about the Dust Bowl or something. Like, yeah, it's like, I'm I don't gonna, have any relationship with this. I, yeah, that, I, I get you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close us off with some, with some of the lyrics of that Frog song, which I feel like is the only one to buck this trend, and then that'll, uh, that'll close off our, our interview. Um, it is, uh, the, the, the example of the antiquity, the, the, the old Americana and kind of almost creating a new Amer- modern Americana is the reason why I think it's so beautiful. Um, is that, you know, he says, uh, early in the verse, he says in a hole in a tree in the woods by the matting leaves, there's a bag full of DVDs. I run where no one can see me. And like the DVDs and the mat is a very Americana kind of like yeah. feeling. Uh, and then at the end of it, uh, he says, I'm an adventurer. I'm an adventurer. I'm just like Gulliver. That's what I said to her. She never speaks to me unless we chat privately. She never knows it's me. My handle's Anthony33. And that's the end of the song. <laughs> and I think that that's like yeah. such a beautiful like way of handling it because it it doesn't feel 
for some reason it doesn't feel dated it feels like really it feels really nostalgic for some for some reason even though it's a pretty modern thing it just like feels very sentimental to me so i really love the way that they they say it and the delivery of it is really unparalleled so that's that's the 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 what we'll leave what we'll leave on um and now uh where can we find you where can we find your music what do we have to look forward to in the future do the final final thoughts um you can find our music anywhere um we're on spotify and bandcamp and apple music um and all and i know some people have uploaded our music to youtube and stuff so if you want to listen to it on there you can do that um uh, you can you can find our music on Soulseek, where you can download it for free illegally, or on Sophie's Floorboard, where you can download it for free, kind of legally. I don't know how that works. God, um, I would love to have my shit on Sophie's Floorboard. If anyone is knows it, Sophie's Floorboard who's listening, please upload all my music for free. I'm surprised it's not. I'm sure it might be. I haven't checked it in a long time. Uh, I haven't re- checked yeah. either, but if someone is someone knows, please, please upload it. I want it on there. Um... Uh, and then what you got, look, I mean, we just got done with our tour with Foxing and Greet Death. So I think we're just going to be taking a chill for a long time. Um, we have, we're working on our second record, um, or first, if you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, it'll be a proper full length that'll hopefully be out in 2023 at some point. Um, uh, we got, we got some announcements about that happening soon. And then I think the only show we have planned for another for for a year is the set we're gonna play at Fest. Um, and then I, I think after that we're just gonna take it easy for a while and uh, enjoy the company of our friends and family or or our alone time because uh, the road was fun but it was it was long. Yeah, and, um, I feel that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we're working on a new record, and I think um, it's really different than than uh, anything we've done before on a lyrical level and on a musical level. So um, yeah, I hope I hope um, people like it when it comes out. I hope I like it when it comes out. Yeah, that's that's the real test. Of, that's the real test of time. Um, well, thank you, Brandon, for coming through. Uh, Homeswear, uh, they're the best, and. Uh, yeah, no. Thank, hopefully, you learned something about about lyrics. Who knows? Um, tune in. Tune in next time. Peace. Thank you for having me.